I'm just gonna give this a shot, you know? First take. It's a new show. Uh, we're gonna talk about food. Design of food, restaurants, what you eat, why you eat it, why it's good, why it might not be good. I have a lot of thoughts, you know? Yeah, that's just who I am, but we're gonna give this a shot, like I said. I'm Max Jarko. This is the Intellectual Kitchen. Let's cook. Okay, so food. Why is it so important? Because we eat it, because we like it. And I have a lot of thoughts about it, about design and about how things are made and why they're made and why they're good and what we do with ingredients. And yeah, I just want to have a conversation about it. So let's see, what should we talk about today? We could talk about, we could talk about onions and peppers. Those are always interesting. Um, I feel like that's a good, good start to this whole thing, onions and peppers, right? So I am of the opinion that you can put grilled onions and peppers on anything and it will make it taste better. And it's not just like dinner foods. It's like whatever. It's like with eggs in the morning or with a sandwich at lunch. It's like these are the, the kind of close to the canonical like breakfast, lunch, dinner. So, so like breakfast, you usually you cook something, but you cook something light, and maybe you have some bread and some eggs and fruit. Uh, and then for lunch, I feel like a, a very traditional lunch is sort of a sandwich. And then for dinner, you might have uh, meat or or a kind of a heavier heavier cooking load, something that you that you take a minute to. Take, you take a little while to, to put some effort, put some time into it, use more ingredients, cook for longer, cook a bigger meal for more people. Uh, so, but, but I think you can, add, you can add peppers and onions to any of that, and, uh, and it will be just as good, and if not, certainly better. Um, but they're always cooked. You always cook peppers and onions. I mean, you don't always, but a lot of times you do. Um, Raw onions, very different from, from when you cook them and you caramelize them. And it's, it's just kind of a different, a different feel. And I don't know uh, that it adds the same thing. I don't know that you'd have raw onion with your eggs. You might have it in your salad. You might have it on your, your sandwich. Uh, but, but I don't think you would, you would put raw onion with a lot of uh, cooked things. It's just not really a good, a good mix. I think it's all about the mix. It's like, what are you going to put together and how are you going to put it together? And does it make sense that you're putting those things together? And if it doesn't, then just stop doing it. I mean, these are the issues. These are the real issues today. Peppers, peppers, sort of the same. I mean, you, you cut them. I don't know how to cut them, but you cut them. I, really, it's interesting. I mean, you, you look at the pepper. It's called a bell pepper, and it, it, it kind of looks like a bell, but also, like, no. Like, why are you calling it a bell? Well, because it looks like a bell, right? So, but, and then you cut it, and you get these little strips, and I don't think anyone who sees a bell pepper for the first time thinks, oh, yeah, then you're going to cut it just like that, and you're going to get these little strips. Like, I don't know. I would, I, I guess there are different ways to do it. You could cut it, you know, kind of horizontally, and then you get the, uh, the, the sort of rings that look like, uh, you know, that squiggly outline of the bell. You get the little layers, kind of like you do with an onion. Oh, here we go. 
just looping around peppers and onions this is this is why we're talking about them both at once because they're both important but really you cut a pepper into strips who knew you would do that when you first saw it and whose idea was that why why do we do that let's see let's see why do we cut peppers into strips just just a moment peppers Well, there are, I mean, there are lots of different kinds of peppers. I was thinking of bell peppers, really. But there are banana peppers. Those are good. Those are good. They're all very... I, I guess they're all related. Oh, it's of the nightshade family. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> different colors, right? Yellow, red, orange, green, chocolate, brown. Wow. White peppers. White bell peppers. Never seen those, but purple. Who knew? I think I... Actually, I think a lot of the appeal is the color. I do, because the, you know, they, they're they good. They taste good. And the red and yellow ones are, they're similar enough that the color can pop at you and be like, wow, the color. But but it's just a completely different, uh, it's a completely different food. And, and that's okay. Um, the misleading name, Pepper. Oh, so maybe <laughs> Wikipedia is being, being very helpful uh, today, because apparently it's misleading that it's called pepper but it's a bell pepper so maybe we should just call them bells maybe you you cook cook some bells and onions and, and put them on your sandwich or your salad or your eggs or your chicken i don't know the most common colors of bell peppers are green yellow orange and red more rarely brown white lavender and dark purple peppers can be seen depending on the variety it's all about the variety isn't it but it's not it's the variety in the color it's not really in the taste so anyway i was just trying to find why we cut them the way we do but the, but the wikipedia page isn't isn't too helpful in that regard so goodbye wikipedia anyway yeah yeah those are my thoughts i mean uh you you can put them on anything but there's 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 kind of a debate as to whether you should cook them or not, because I say they're better cooked, but, but I don't know. Would you would you want to cook onions before you put them on your uncooked salad? Are you trying to, to to cross disciplines of like cooked main dish and raw onion pepper, or or like raw main dish and cooked onion pepper, or do you want to do like raw and raw or cooked and cooked because that that kind of meshes well. But then at the same time, you think, oh, well, maybe it should be the complement is a complementary, you know, peppers, onions to the, to the main dish. I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of a, it's, it's interesting because no one, no one, no one has guidelines like this. We're just, we're just left to figure it out on our own. And, and sometimes I don't, uh, I don't think we all know how to do that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, peppers, peppers and onions. It's interesting. It's interesting stuff. I. It's like, and then you kind of you get into this thing about spices and like, are you are you adding the onion because of the like the you know the kick that it gives to whatever you're eating, or or is it because it it blends in and I'm, what what do you want to do? Because people that might the the whole goal of of this discussion is that it's, I'm getting it like. The people need to think before they cook something as to what they want it to be. Like, you, okay, you find a recipe. You're like, wow, this looks good, and you want to make it because it's good. And, like, that's your goal. But if you're just like, well, I want breakfast. Let me put make some eggs and put some onions. And, like, that, don't. No, no, no. Stop. 
why are you putting the onions in? Do you like the way the onions taste? Do you want to add them to the flavor of the eggs? Do you want them cooked or do you want them raw? Think about what you like. Don't just throw things in and be like, oh, well, I should have cooked them. Like, just stop. Stop and think for a second. Like, what what are you doing? Don't Don't just throw things together. It's a plan. It's a whole design. They have, you know, there's like design software, like, like creative professionals use 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 expensive applications to to do their work. Like cooks, people who make food, anyone who wants to make food should do that too. There should be this. I I, I don't know. That's that might be pushing it actually. Anyway, yeah, food. There, there needs to be intention. I think that's the point. This is, this is like the overview episode. We're not really talking about anything. We talked about peppers and onions, but I don't know how long I can go on for that. But, you know, I have, I have lots of ideas. I think, and, uh, and this is one of them. But I, I guess we should just cover the, the kind of the basis of of what we're doing with food and why, why it needs to be better designed. And so, here, here's how I feel. You can make food that you enjoy, but it's a lot easier to do that if you have a plan, and it's a lot easier to do that if you know what you like, and if you know what other people like, so that they'll also be happy with what you make, and you don't always have to, like, this is the other thing. If if you have, if you love, um, okay, if you love grilled cheese sandwiches, and you have two of your absolutely best friends over, and they really don't like grilled cheese, but they they just love like this one salad that you can actually make really well. But you you know you like the grilled cheese better. Don't make three salads. Don't force yourself to eat the salad. Make a grilled cheese for yourself. I mean, do it last, obviously, if you're gonna like put on a show. But make two salads for your friends, and they will like you. And then they will also probably be happy that you're eating what you like, namely the grilled cheese. And yeah. They'll, I mean, they'll feel bad. They'll be like, well, uh, you don't want any of the salad you made? It's so good. And you can say, well, I like grilled cheese. And you don't. And, and that's the end of it. It's like a, a five-minute period of, a five-second period of stress. Like, you can get over that. And your friends can enjoy your food. And then you can go talk and hang out or whatever. But, uh, yeah. So, so it starts there. It starts with, with, preparing it starts with the idea and cooking and what are you going to do and what do you want to make and why do you want to make it and who are you making it for and what do they like and is it different than what you like and if it is make what you like for yourself and make what your friends like for your friends and if you're not having your friends over for dinner if you're having other people over for dinner who are not your friends don't have them over for dinner i mean have 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 over whoever you want to have over for dinner but like ideally you should like them i mean you are making food for them so, uh, yeah, you don't have to make the food. You could get it from somewhere. I think this is like it's like movies and and uh, yeah, it's like movies. Like if you want, um, no, it's not like movies. It is a little bit. It's like it's like you want to be a creator, right? So maybe you want to write books, or you want to make movies, or you want to program a piece of software. Wow, that was a jump. Up. Anyway, but <clears throat> it it. If you want to write good books, you 
probably have read good books. If you want to make good movies, you've probably seen good movies. If you want to write good computer programs, you've probably used good computer programs. So if you want to make good food, go eat good food first, and then you'll actually be able to do it. I don't know about that, but at least you'll have a, a, a end point in your mind. Like, no one, no one just goes through life and they're like, but I've never had good food before, but I'm going to make it. Then how do you know what's good? Someone has to make it for you. You're not going to figure this out on your own. Of course you are. That's totally possible. This is not the right attitude. However, I do think that some places have very good food. And if you go there, you will appreciate it. And perhaps you think, oh, I can add to it, or I can make it better, or I can make it differently, or I can make more of it for me. And then, and you do. And that's exciting. Because food. Food is good. I mean, it's just, like, it's good stuff. Eat more of it, really. If you want, if you're hungry, I mean, don't, if you don't want to, that's like totally up to you. But in general, you know, you know, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. It all starts, it all starts with the idea. And it's like, what are you going to do? And why are you going to do it? And when you have that in your head, don't just, don't just start there. Don't think like, wow, I had these really great eggs at this cafe and I'm going to make them. And you like put on the pant. Like, I like I like the energy. I like the initiative. And I like the, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to fry these eggs and they're going to be great. And they're going to be like, just like the cafe. You know what? They're not going to be like you had them at the cafe because you didn't think about it enough. All you thought was that you liked it and that surely you can do this on your own. But guess what? You can. You just need to think about it more. So, like, stop. Get out a piece of paper with a pencil. I mean, a pen works too. Whatever you want. I'm a pen person. But get out a piece of paper and start writing or, like, type it. Don't type it. I mean, do, but also, like, no. And and draw out what you want and 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 look at it and be like, this is what I want it to look like. And I'm going to get it to look like this by by doing this. Because part of it is the appeal. Because you can make the most amazingly tasting soup in the world. And if it is brown with black and green spots, no one will want to eat it. Because you have to look at it typically before you eat it, unless you're on some invisible taste test show. But <sighs> the appearance is important. So is texture. We're going to cover all this, but we're just getting started. So let's keep going. I mean, so you have, you have, you have food. You like food. What are you doing with your food? Are you are you are you going to use it? Are you going to to eat it? I mean, you should. So think about how you want it to taste, but also about how you want it to look. Because again, you probably liked the eggs at the cafe not only because of how they tasted, but also because of how they looked, which is probably why you decided to actually eat it in the first place. Besides the fact that you probably paid for it because it was a cafe and you usually pay before. But anyway, have a plan. Sketch it out. How are you going to make it look like that? What are you going to add to it? Do you need food coloring? Hopefully not, because food coloring is really weird. But, you know, you can get things to change color by cooking. You can add normal things that aren't food coloring to get things to change color. You can, you know, it's, it's, it's like heat, heat, and lack of heat. That's how you cook things. It's not that hard. You 
figure out what you want. You get some ingredients together and decompose it. How is it going to be built? Well, I need the eggs and I need the salt and I need the pepper and probably some sausage and maybe bacon and toast. Okay, so so that means you start with bread and sausage and bacon and eggs. And they're not typically purchased in a state where you can just eat them immediately because, well, bread maybe, but we'll get to bread another time. Bread is far too complex for the first episode, but eggs. You're not going to bite into an eggshell and eat the raw egg. I mean, I uh, that would that would be so weird, honestly. Please don't do that. Please, like if you're if you're one of those people who's going to do that right now, if you're thinking like, wow, I'm gonna go out to dote. No, ready? I'm gonna tell you right now. Do not do that. Thank you. Four words. Do not do that. Period. Done. Okay. How are you going to get it to look like that? And how are you going to get it to taste the way you want it to? And the smell, it's all about the senses, and it's a whole experience. It's not just what it tastes like. Do you want it to be eaten with a fork and a knife, or just a knife, or just a fork, or just a spoon, or all three, or none of those? Because that is viably an option, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, depending on what kind of food it is. So, think about these things. Envision the end goal of your food product. And build it up piece by piece. Get the ingredients. Figure out. This is the hardest part. Figure out how you're going to get from point A to point B. I mean, figuring out what the heck point B is is pretty hard to begin with. But the transition is very, very important. And I cannot emphasize that enough. So typically, it will require some form of heat unless you're... Is there any food? Okay, fruit. But like, if you're cooking, we're not, we're talking about, you use a kitchen because you're going to cook something, or make something, or bake something. If you're just eating fruit, and by the way, fruit is really good. If you're just eating fruit, you don't really need a kitchen, because you can go pick the fruit and wash it somewhere, perhaps in the river, and then just eat it. And you don't need to heat it, unless you're making something else with the fruit. And there are plenty, there are plenty of good food items that are just ready to eat, like fruit, and like, is that it? Maybe it's just things that grow, honestly. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's one kind of item, and it's fruit, and if I think of others, I'll let you know, but it doesn't seem like I'm going to think of any others. But the rest, the rest of the things you need are raw ingredients, and so you really, uh, you got to think about what you want to do with them. You're probably going to apply some kind of heat. How much heat is it, are you going to apply, and for how long? Because these things change the equation, and so find what works for you. And if other people don't like it, then you can change it for them, but you should make what you like for yourself. And so... Start with the ingredients, which are derived from what you want, which again comes from things you've had, or things you've seen, or things you've heard about. And just kind of take a moment, just close your eyes, breathe deeply, think about how you're going to make what you want. Because honestly, once you do, it's probably going to be pretty good. I mean, the first time, no, probably not. But if you keep doing this, I guarantee you 
you can make good food. And I don't know why I'm saying this, because I don't even make a lot of food. I barely do any of these things. But I believe in you. I also believe in myself, if I ever end up doing this. Yeah. So heat is important. And then the presentation. I mean, it's like, have you ever been to a restaurant? If you have, good for you. If you haven't, that's okay. And I'm sure you'll go sometime. Um, but if you have, you'll notice that they're... Uh, they're, they're interesting places, and it's all about the presentation. From the moment you walk in to the moment you leave, there's a whole thing going on. I mean, it's not exactly like, like, it depends where you go, I think. And I don't mean that if you go to a very, very nice restaurant, they're going to have a great presentation. And if you don't, you're not going to experience a great presentation. It doesn't matter what kind of restaurant it is. The people who work there and the people who make the food and the people who run the place want you to have a nice experience because they probably want you to like their food and maybe even make it on your own and probably come back too. But forgetting the thing about coming back, because I'm not analyzing restaurants in terms of like what's their like re-attendance value i'm saying how how is uh what's the restaurant going to do for you that that's not even true what i'm saying is regardless of whether a restaurant is trying to get you to come back or or how likely you will be to come back we're analyzing restaurants in terms of what food they have and how it's going to affect you by having it just the once. And I don't mean, are you going to like it and come back? I mean, are you going to like it so much that you want to figure it out and make it for yourself or for your friends or for anyone else who might like it, who you hopefully like also? And this is really important. And I think that restaurants can do a very good job of hooking you in. And I mean that from the moment you walk in the door, if you are greeted with a smile and with nice music and a nice ambiance and nice people and nice sights and smells and, you know, it's like it, it, you have to set the mood. If you're running a restaurant, you need to have this in mind because then people will like what you do there. And of course, the food is important too, but I mean everything else around the food in a restaurant is equally important in terms of presentation. How does the menu look? How is it presented? Are the people nice? How long does it take to get your food? When it comes, is it presented? It's a whole theater. It's a theater of operation. And how how you how you do this with the food is just, it's very, very important because then people will like it. I mean, it does have to be good food, granted, but there's a lot to consider. There's a lot to consider. And I think everyone has to keep that in mind because that's how that's how you make good food. So there's a lot to it. Yeah, there really is. There's a lot to it. Um, and this is just the beginning, but there's a whole kind of, you know, there's a whole surrounding surrounding uh um thing. The whole surrounding... I cannot think of this word. There, there's, there's a lot. 
around this, really. Uh, and it's important. And design is a big part of it. And stepping back and thinking about what you want and how you're going to do it and how you're going to present it uh, and what you're going to add to it. This is, this is all, it's all a big part of it. So we're going to talk about a lot of these things, and this was the overview, and if you liked it, I hope you come back for more, because, you know, I really enjoy this stuff, I do, um, and I hope you do too, because food is good, food should be good, you shouldn't have to have, to have food that you don't like, um, and you should be able to make really good things. I honestly think that anyone who has had a solid appreciation for very good food, who takes some time to think about what it was that made it so great, can make things like that on their own. I really do think that. And we're going to talk about a lot that is just like that. And I think that's important. And I'm excited. And I hope you are too. So, really, thank you. Wow, same. So I, I just tried to end the recording and it didn't really happen. But I do hope you come back for more um, because I certainly will be. And uh, this is this is fun. And I hope you think so too uh, because I've enjoyed this. So thank you and hopefully I'll see you next time. Wow, I literally cannot. Uh... All right, thank you for joining me. That was a real adventure. Um, and I, I really do hope to see you next time. So this was just the first episode, kind of a test go, kind of an overview of everything. My name is... My name is Max, and this is The Intellectual Kitchen. I hope you appreciated it. When I was little, I always wanted to know how things were made, so I'm going to tell you how this is made right now. I'm recording on a Blue Yeti USB Pro mic in a small audio studio in Baltimore, Maryland, cutting with Adobe Audition, and I can let you know all the other details in every single episode after this. Please, have a nice week. Enjoy yourself.